Welcome to Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast. Han and Bex are two mums, under pressure, under-resourced, but over-opinionated, and are our two judgy mums. Enjoying the day at the park. Oh, Han, I love this park. Thank you so much for bringing me to one of these. I just It needs to have kid jail for me to enjoy a park. It's pretty good, isn't and it? And there is no way they're getting out of that fence. And this gate's really good because it's like, you know, it gives a really good grassy area as well. So we're not like crammed into a little jail. Like you said, it's not a play prison. It's perfect. A little bit more space to roam. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bex. <laughs> what? There's that woman. What oh woman? Oh, God, I see her everywhere. Which one? The one in the trench coat? <laughs> yes. Have I ever told you about what happened? No, I, why? I got into her car. What? Oh, my God. So about, I don't know, six months ago or something, I was walking home from the supermarket and I had bags of groceries, had four bags of groceries. They were really heavy. Had and you I, forgotten your car again in the car park? No, I actually <laughs> knew that I didn't have a car this day. <laughs> I walked down there, but I over I overpurchased. Do you know when you do that? So I had way too much stuff to carry home. So I was sort of struggling a bit. And this car drove past. It was actually a huge, like a truck. Anyway, and this woman waved to me. And you know you just automatically, you just instantly wave back, don't you? And, I, and as I was waving back, I thought, oh, I don't really know you. But anyway... Hi. And I sort of kept struggling. And then the next thing happens is that she pulls over and opens, flicks open her car door, the passenger side door, and she's going, jump in, jump in. I'll give you a lift. And I was thinking, oh, my God, she must know Mick. Like, who, who is she? Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? And uh, But it all happened so quick. And so I got into the front of her ute and there was like all this crap in her car I don't know like painting so she has stuff. kids yeah I don't know but it was just I couldn't really see what it was but I had to sit all so I'm all like hunched up with my legs and arms and stuff <laughs> my groceries and the whole time I'm thinking who are you who are you and then she started driving and then she put a blinker on to turn you know to turn left and I said to her oh actually sorry I live in this street down further and and then she said to me she looked at me straight in the face and she goes, I'm sorry, I have absolutely no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were somebody else. I said, oh, thank God you said that because I have never seen you before in my life. I thought you must <laughs> I thought you must know my husband. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I just got in your car. And then she goes, oh, so um, do you want me to drive you home? And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> Please, God, no. Just let me get out. Let me get out. So I'm like, climbing over all the stuff with my groceries. Get out. Shut the door. And I sort of like waved as she went, as she drove off. <laughs> I swear to God, I see her everywhere now. I really hope you are not teaching your kids <laughs> stranger danger. <laughs> so bad. And you know, the worst thing is Mick just can't stop giving me so much grief about the fact that I've got a lift in my own street. Well, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> How lazy can one person be? But the way she just looked at me and said, I thought you were someone completely different. I have no idea who you are. (laughs) This is a disaster. So, yeah, stranger danger. Don't learn it from me. I was just like, oh, yeah, hi, hop in, get all my stuff. You'd be fantastic. You'd be teaching them that, you know, it's all right. If you're carrying bags, let jump on in. But, you know, now that I see her, I don't know, I mean... 
the first first couple of times I saw her, I was happy to say, oh, hi, God, wasn't that embarrassing? How awful was that? But she's just stonewalled me. Oh, she's embarrassed. She must be. Well, that's good. It means that she doesn't pick up random chicks. <laughs> she's learned a lesson from that as well. <laughs> but I don't get this whole stranger danger where we're meant to be telling them who they can trust, who they can't trust. If someone says to you, I've got lollies, come with me, I'll give you lollies. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't we just keep going with that? Don't trust real estate agents. Yeah. Don't trust bankers. If it's too good to be true. it's Yeah. Don't trust politicians. In the end, our kids are going to be so anxious ridden. They're not going to trust anyone. Well, I think the thing like, you know, don't speak to strangers and whatever. And then the kids are with me and they I talk to someone they've never seen before. And I say, speak to them. Yes. You know, like this person's <laughs> yeah, talking to you. Speak say hello. Yeah. They're like, oh God, no, you told me not to. <laughs> What's the definition of a stranger? Well, it used to be trench coats. A friend you haven't met yet. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. Isn't that disgusting? But we used to, when we grew up, if a person was in a trench coat, stay away. Now they're very fashionable. Yeah. Look at your woman. She's there in a trench coat. In her trenchy. And the white van. Like it was always, don't get in the white van. That's the one that kidnaps kids. Yeah. But now it's, you know, like Santa because it brings all the, you know, e-commerce presents to your house. I have this huge fear of being kidnapped. What? Yeah, I did. And you jumped in a truck. No wonder. <laughs> I know. My biggest fear is seeing my torso on the 6 o'clock news when they're talking about obesity in Australia, though. (laughs) They tell those people they film that. (laughs) Do you imagine sitting down to watch the news with your takeaway pizza (laughs) and you see your torso in the mall? (laughs) I think that's so wrong. (laughs) You have legitimate fears. (laughs) Yep. Uh, do you want some hummus crackers? Oh, I love those crackers, yeah. But hey, my sister, she went to the park with her friends and this woman pulled out. So they're trying to make new school friends, you know. It's yeah, really, we all are. It's hard. It's not working. It's hard, isn't it? It's an investment. And so they pulled out, you know, succotars? Yeah, rice crackers. Rice crackers. And uh, one of the kids' mum said, oh, no, 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 my children don't touch anything that's processed. What? Oh, Fuck off, you wanker. Yeah, that's when you know you're not going to have that child play. No, they can't be friends. Even if that kid is like the next Condoleezza Rice and it shows great promise and he's going to change the world, nah. Nah, barred because of your parents. Although I've had the reverse You eat processed food, I'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) I've had the reverse happen where I love the parents, think the parents are awesome. We had the boy over for a play date, five years old, the most obnoxious. Hate the kid. Yeah, and he was a racist too. And I what? was like, at five? Yeah, he was carrying on about black this. It was really awful. And I was really upset, but I was like, well, we've still got the play date to go for another two hours or so. so oh I, my God. You know, How I, long do your play dates go for? Oh, two and a half hours. Jesus. They're painful. But yeah, so what am I going to do? I've got an, um, the kids obnoxious, and I was like, I, I don't want to say to the parents, hey, by the way, your kid's a racist bigot. Yeah, well, where's he learning it from, though? Well, I don't think them. What could he be watching? ABC Kids Racist Bigot Hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. I do I do find that I don't really like other people's children. Yeah, they're awful. I really don't. Other people's kids are the worst. Ugh, they're gross. But I do have that same same situation where I really much prefer the you know the the parents, but I can't stand the kids. Yeah. Everyone well, must have that. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you think it, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but sometimes it's just an orange or a pear, and you're like, that's just gross. You're, you're the wrong. Whole, you're the whole orchard there, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Although I kind of don't mind too much if, 
you pretend that you've got an allergy. Like I might have done that for the last couple of years, decades of my life. <laughs> I cannot stand seafood. Yes. I don't know why any type of seafood, I hate it. Yep. And obviously everyone when they when you if you just say to them, "Oh, I don't like seafood." They're like, "Oh, no, but you've got to try this." Yeah. They don't give up, do they? They're relentless. Yeah. So I tell people that I'm allergic. Most people think I'm allergic to seafood. And we went out about 2 months ago, and this soup, I thought it was this lovely little potato crouton thing right in the middle. Yeah. Had it, one bite, scallop. Oh god. And I'd swallowed it, and then everyone's like, Oh no, are you going to die? Quick, get out of the EpiPen. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, I'm okay. Oh yeah, I feel a little bit off. Oh. <laughs> so you had to go along with it. I had to pretend. Yeah. And I was like, I think I should be okay. Scallops are low on the list of things that I'm really <laughs> allergic to. Lucky it's not, you know, a squid. And anyway, I went to the bathroom and this woman who was at the table with us came in and she said, oh my God. Look at your face. Oh, no. I was like, what? And she's like, you've started to swell up. <laughs> You're swelling up everywhere. And I was like, mm, yeah, really? I'm not, I'm, <laughs> had to go along with it. Oh, yeah, sometimes it happens. It'll go down soon, though, don't worry. <laughs> that was just my normal face. <gasps> That's what you get for lying. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. <clears throat> Vex, that's really funny. Yeah, well, if you have me over, just make sure you don't give me seafood. No problem. I'm not a major fan of it myself. Well, we're cheap. We're a cheap day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, look at that kid over there. He looks like a miniature Alec Baldwin. Can <laughs> That's you see so him? true. <laughs> he looks like Alec Baldwin's just been put in the oven and shrunk. You know, he used to put chip packets in the oven and they would just shrink down to this really cute little size. Oh, my God. His hair, like, they must have actually done that. Yeah, there's some product in there. As in product and a bit of hairspray. Oh, my God, unless he got lo- loose on the, gl- on the glue. Look at he him. just did it himself. <laughs> he looks like he's doing deals, walking around doing business deals. Do you think the parents are happy with that? I can't believe the resemblance. That is absolutely uncanny. Where is Alec Baldwin at the moment? <laughs> is he here in the park? Like, have these, have him and this kid ever been seen together? I know. Maybe you know how they always say, oh, they're so much shorter in real life. <laughs> yeah. That could be Alec Baldwin. He's like a little boss baby. Yeah. Walking the, around the park. They're the worst kind of babies. I mean, check him out. He's popped collar. He's designer clothes, designer shoes. He's not here to play. He's here to strut. Life is a catwalk for these kids. Those kids wear more expensive clothes than I have ever worn in my life. They do. I bought some swimmers for the kids recently and they're way more expensive than mine. Swimmers are the worst. They're like $1,000 and you're like, they're just going to sit in sand and wee on it. Like, it's not that big a deal, but it's so expensive. I know. And the clothes that my parents used to put us in, absolutely nothing like the fashionistas of today. Well, Terry Towling apparently is making a comeback. So if you find some of those old Terry Towling shorts that you used to wear, yeah. you'll be on, on trend. <laughs> absolutely. And overalls. Yeah. Do you think comeback. people dress their kids like, I mean, you know, Alec Baldwin is, well, he's not really that good looking. He's not my taste anyway. Do you think they overcompensate when they know they've got an ugly kid that they'll put them in labels? Dress them up like that. Yeah. No, I think it's more of a status for the parents. That they've got a kid. They can, they've got so much money, they can spend 100 bucks on a top for a kid. Correct. That's what I think. Yeah, fair enough. I don't... My kids, they're never really put together. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, they, it may start out that way, but invariably they'll have a spare pair of shorts that was in my bag, you know, and they'll just have to put them on because the other ones got wet or... Yeah, know, well, Tilly dresses herself. Look at it. She looks like a homeless kid who's been vomited up by a rainbow. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> so I am disgusting. not having that fight. You dress yourself, you go out in public and yeah. embarrass yourself. I'm not taking a little kid out in boat shoes and tying a little sweater around, a twin set around their neck and, you know, saying, and, and make sure you put a handkerchief in your pocket and... You know, it's just not my kids. Maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe. Maybe we just don't have personality. But it's not me either. I'm not really. I mean, I try, which is the saddest part of this whole outfit. But <laughs> You mean your own or the kids? Maybe it is a ref- mine. Maybe it is a reflection of the parents. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know what it is? It's hard work. It yes. looks like hard work to me to buy a capsule wardrobe and make sure they've got this and that and whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah, if I'm not going to do it to myself, I'm not doing it to my kids. But also the thing is, I'm not spending that amount of money on myself I'm at the moment. I'm definitely not going to spend it on the kids. Yeah, well, look at me. I'm like 26 months pregnant. Even pregnancy clothes don't yes. fit me. But they're expensive as well. Yeah, well, I think that's the only reason people have more than one child, so that they can re-wear their pregnancy dresses and outfits. I know. Well, you know, I really wish that Poppy had a sister. Not that I'm going to have a third child, but me and my sister share clothes. We used to share Aww, clothes. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, and we still sort of take each other's clothes now, but... It doesn't always work out as planned. Why? Oh, I had to go to the hen's party a couple of years ago and um, I didn't have anything to wear. And so I went to my sister's house and she was at work and I rang her and said, can I just borrow, there's like something to wear for tonight. And she said, yeah, yep, sure, take whatever. And I said, oh, there's this like jumpsuit on the couch. Can I just take that? And she's like, a a jumpsuit? I I can't think what you mean. But anyway, yeah, I'm busy. I've got to go, just wear it. And so I wore this jumpsuit. And it had like, it didn't have any straps, you know, it was like a strapless jumpsuit. And so I just put a blazer over the top to hide the bra straps and whatever. And so we went out for drinks and we went out for dinner and to a, two bars and everyone was sort of saying, that's a, that looks great. Looks a good jumpsuit. And I was going, yeah, it's my sister's. I don't know. I've never really seen it before. Anyway, what happened to run into my sister that night after I'd been to all these places and, uh, when she saw me, she said, what are you wearing? I said, that jumpsuit, I just got it off the lounge, the one that I told you about before. And she said, hen, they're pants. What? <laughs> what do you mean? She's a bit taller than me. She no. said, they're pants. The thing that you've got around your boobs, that's the waist. <laughs> Pull it. <laughs> I have been out. All afternoon, all night, in her pants, going, oh, yeah, it's a jumpsuit. Even the pockets, like, were a bit (laughs) high. (laughs) But I just thought, awesome. Very fashionable, very French. (laughs) Very accessible. I was really happy about it. Her face was like, what are you wearing? (laughs) I think that's brilliant. I know. Well, how versatile am I? Yeah, I need taller friends. That's tall, short fashion. That is. (laughs) But you'll never, oh God, I can't live it down. And everyone that I was with, I just sort of told everyone as well because obviously I'd, I'd had a few drinks and I, you know, couldn't keep my mouth, my mouth shut. But my sister had also told everyone as well. Yeah, of course. Look at you getting pantless. I had nowhere to hide. Topless. And when I went home, when I went home that night and took it off, it, I mean, they really were pants. It was really <laughs> clear to me when I was getting undressed that night that, yeah, they're were pants. Were you drunk when you put them on? 
No, but I was excited. I was, I was rushing, you know, so I didn't really give it too much thought other than, oh, wow, love a jumpsuit. <laughs> I am so sick of being pregnant. I don't mind being the size of a jumping castle, but what I do mind is the stupid questions and stories people keep wanting to tell me. Yeah, like my right. aunt just the other day said, "Oh, if this one's a boy, if this one's a boy too, because I've already got one boy, if this one's a boy, are you going to get it circumcised?" Why did she ask you that? I don't know. People have a fascination with the tips of penises, I guess. That's weird. Yeah, as if, like, well, maybe you didn't circumcise your first child, but how about your second? How does she even know that? I don't know. She was just asking me. It's a weird topic that people bring up. What did you say? I said we would think about it. I didn't know. I didn't want to talk about penises with my aunt. Yeah, we'll think about it. Thanks very much for bringing up that really uncomfortable topic. Yeah. Really enjoyable conversation. Oh, talking about uncomfortable, you won't believe this. My friend, when he was, well, he was born in another country, came here when he was quite young, maybe about three or four. And I don't know if this is why this happened to him, but maybe it is. He turned seven. He's the only boy. He's got lots of sisters who are older than him. Only boy in the house. Uh, His parents came to him and said, it's really sorry, we're going to have to take you to hospital. You've got tonsillitis. Right. And he was like, oh, all right. He didn't know what tonsillitis is or where tonsils are and was like, okay, fine. Uh, He went to hospital. He was, you know, apparently given an anaesthetic. He woke up and he just felt the enormous pain in his penis. So what happened? Well, he didn't have a really bad doctor. It turned out, instead, his parents had decided that at that age that he should be circumcised. And they told him he was going to get his tonsils out. Yes! How twisted is that? Well, now certainly whenever he gets a sore throat, it definitely makes him want to cross his legs. How confusing thing. <laughs> so, so confusing. Not only did they lie, they did a late call a late, a late call circumcision. They told him it was his tonsils. And he didn't even get any ice cream when he woke up. No. Well, you don't want ice cream down there, I'm guessing. But, you know... <laughs> It was pain. I was like, well, you know, I like hearing that story because it makes me feel like I'm a good parent. Yes. Even though I'm probably not. Yeah, so maybe you could wait till like Freddie's 16 or something and say, hey, you've got tonsillitis <laughs> and so does your little brother. <laughs> Let's go to the hospital. Oh, I just feel sorry for boys. I mean, that'd be a weird thing to have to grow up knowing or experiencing well, it's done when they can't... Well, comparing. But it's done, hopefully, at a time that they can't remember it. So <laughs> I'd say your friend is uh, not the norm. Yeah. It's like organ harvesting. I mean, it's like waking up in a bathtub full of ice and just finding out you don't have a spleen. Yeah, no kidneys. No Uh-oh. kidneys. Uh-oh, it's cold in here and I don't have any kidneys. Well, that's what I'm going to tell this one when it finally chooses to come out. That's why we had you, in case we needed spare organs. Sophie's Choice. Yeah. Is that the is that the name of the know. book? I don't know. Where they have the babies to save the other one? I haven't read, I haven't read the movie. I don't think anyone would harvest my organs once they had a close look. No, but that's why you make your kids your organ donors. That's so wrong. How okay. could you do that? Well, maybe that's why parents are so concerned know, actually, about feeding them non-processed food. I take that back. I don't know if it's wrong. I've never been in that position. That is just, it's harrowing. I can't even think about that. Yeah, don't. It requires too much parenting thought oh it requires so much consideration of wrong and right and i just don't have it in me well you don't even have fashion sense in you so you're not going to have that it's too much gray (laughs) i just need black and white (laughs) look how filthy those kids are yeah oh 
God, I hate having to bath them. It's so painful. Yeah, it's so painful. And the whole room gets wet, doesn't it? It really is a bath room. Uh-huh. How about, you know what they need? They need one of those dog washers that come like a mobile dog wash, but for kids. Oh, that's genius. Isn't it? Imagine if it just pulled up here now and we did, they all just lined up and we just put them in. They went through the process and came out the other end all dry and clean. Oh, my God, that's brilliant. That is a very good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, but who's going to actually want to wash other people's kids? Someone who doesn't want to be a topless waitress. <laughs> yeah, or someone who doesn't have kids already. That's right. Maybe we could call it, how about this? Hmm, rub-a-dub-bub. Nice one. I like that. Could I be onto something here? Oh my god. Is this the first time one of your ideas might have worked? This is the first time you have told me maybe one of my ideas might work. Oh my god, I must be just very pre pregnant if Rubber I'm Rubber dub bub. How much would you pay? Oh right now fifty bucks. I'd also like them to cut their fingernails. I hate doing yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, wash, scrub, wash their hair, wash their cut their fingernails. What else? And dry and dress them. Yeah, wash their hair and comb them for nits just in case. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Fifty bucks for two kids? I'd pay a hundred. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> you could take mine now. I do need to get them clean though, because when I leave here I'm going to this friends of Mick's place and they're really I mean, they're really nice, but they're really conservative and I just really have to mind my P's and Q's while I'm there. So before I go in there, I feel like I just have to go fuck, 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 fuckity, fuck, 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 just to get it all out so that I don't accidentally swear in front of them. <laughs> because, you know, it makes me feel really, I swear, you know, it just falls out of my mouth. It's not that I try to, but they definitely do not. I mean, they wouldn't even say shut up. No, really? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, they're I only good. swear in the car. Yeah. I mean, I let rip. But now when my kids hear swearing, like if they'd just heard that, they'd be like, you can't say that. You're not in the car. <laughs> yeah, so you just inside and you're like, God, I want to swear my head off. Just you run just out, sit in the car, car for a minute. <laughs> Let it when go. they're in real trouble, I'm like, you, me, in the car, now. Now. I'm going to swear my head <laughs> off at you. I do feel better now that I've gotten all that out. Yeah, better out than in. Whew. Join Bex and Hen next time for Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast.